0: Testing, testing, testing. Oh, so we that sucks t- for me
1: because you can actually carry it too.
0: And no, I I only sing to make me sound better. And now I ruin it with accent. When did this Russian woman come on the podcast? I think we make all episodes with the Russian accent. I from think now we on. make each episode with different accent. This is way for me to work on accent. And for everyone else to suffer while I do it
1: (laughs) Every episode should be a different accent, I believe Personally, I believe, in my opinion On a (laughs) personal (laughs) level Bernie
0: Sanders
1: (laughs) Meets (laughs) Golda from (laughs) Fiddler on the Roof Is that her name from Fiddler on the Roof? You're a bad Jew if you don't know the answer I, to this.
0: I'm failing the Jewish quiz. Oh my god. Do I have to hand in my Jew, golden Jewish star? Do I have to hand in my eating disorder? <laughs> is there a stereotype that Jews have eating disorders? No, I was trying to think of other things, but I didn't. <laughs> Do I have to hand in all the jewelry Who, I got for my birthday? What is the name of the
1: main woman in Fiddler on the Roof? Svetlana th- th- zendaya <laughs> Z- zelda 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 i want to say it's golda Year. <laughs> it's very similar on a on a very serious note it's very similar to the way the cia funds a lot of hollywood movies
0: Really? It's golda Meir's role <laughs> in, in fiddler Earth? actually fiddler on the roof has been a psyop this whole time You you felt
1: it, but you didn't know, and now you know. Matchmaker, matchmaker,
0: make me a match. match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. catch. (laughs) Night after night in the dark, I'm alone. So, gold in my ear.
1: Make me—that's. I mean, just listening to the words, you know, that's gold in my ear. Yeah. I you call him in the audience. Golda Meir was prime minister of Israel.
0: But she kind of has the reputation that, uh, you know, generals didn't listen to her and stuff because she was a woman. Here we, it's Israel. We do not talk. We send bombs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then we say Hamas rockets over and over again. Uh, It'll yeah. all be okay as long as we say Hamas rockets. So I don't know if you saw, but like uh, it recently came out that Israel was using... Uh, those civilian jets as cover for their Christmas Day air raid on Syria. Christmas so
0: they, like, Day,
1: what a what yeah, a of all worst, the days.
0: Jews are still mad about not having <laughs> that holiday. Is, honestly,
1: this is the war on Christmas. We don't hear, about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally because it was on Christmas. But they were using these civilian planes, um, and no the Russian way. Ministry of Defense. Yeah, man, and the Russian Ministry of Defense was able to use like radar imaging to determine that Israel intentionally was using schedules of flight departures and landings to schedule their air raids so that the Syrian air Mm -hmm. defense would, like, be confused. They were deliberately trying to confuse them. And luckily, Syria, like, made the decision to not deploy their, like, missile defense system um, because they didn't want to, like, fucking kill the civilians. But it's just, like... Israel, man. After all that talk about human shields and Hamas, like, do something different. That's nuts. It is nuts. And obviously, I mean, Israel has bombed Syria, like, over 200 times. You are very
0: concerned at Ben-Gurion Tel Aviv Airport about your security, but once you get on the plane, all bets are off, my (laughs) friend. (laughs) Wait, does Israel have a president?
1: They do, but it's like, you know, it's like Oprah here. Like, she'll go on TV and say something, and, like, she has... Influence, like she has, like ceremonial influence. Um, it's kind of like what's the equivalent equivalent in the U.S. Like
0: Oprah? No.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know why I said Oprah. That's such a dated reference at this point. Like, who is Oprah? No. Kim <laughs> Do Kardashian? You who know, oh, Oprah? <laughs> um, I guess the equivalent in the U.S. would be like, like it's the
0: vice president.
1: Well, no, because the vice president here like does have power i mean biden like is bragging today like under trump he he like i, I wonder if i could pull, find this clip but he was at a, either a thesis panel or a cfr panel um one of those he was you know, just situations. hanging out with dc foreign policy
0: ones yeah his fellow war hawk just having yeah. lunch with with the murderers. creme de la creme <laughs>
1: of u.s uh citizenry Um, And he was, like, bragging about how he still is involved in foreign policy. It's a very difficult spot to be in now when foreign leaders call me, and they do. But the questions across the board range from what the hell's going on, Joe, to what advice do you have for me? And my advice always is to give, I give them names of individuals in the administration who I think to be knowledgeable and and, and committed. And I say, you should talk to so-and-so, you should. And what I do in every one of those times, I first call the vice president and tell him I received the call, tell him and ask him whether he has any, an objection to my returning the call, and then, what is the administration's position, if any, they want me to communicate? And like, who knows if that's true or not, but there's got to be some d- degree of truth to the fact that Biden is still involved. And that kind of thing is like, dude, like, <laughs> that's not the shit we say out loud. And I'm sure like his his owners, quote unquote, or his comrades, but really his like fucking bosses at at the CFR were like, dude, like, don't say that shit out loud. We don't <laughs> talk about contitu- continuity between administrations here. Like, keep that deep state shit Like, inside
0: voice, Biden. Inside voice. My name is Richard Haas, by the way. Uh, I work here at the Council on Foreign
1: Relations. And I uh... I work for Richard. And we're uh, joined today by the gentleman on my
0: right, Joe Biden. Love the bloopers. I'm always
1: surprised <laughs> at, like, how few views this shit has. Like, these are the people, like, directing the fucking country's foreign policy. It's
0: our job to watch those things so we can find the funny moments. And find
1: the fart jokes for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, like, you know, Cheney was basically running the White House. So I wouldn't say that the VP is like, has a ceremonial position here. Oh my god, do you remember when Rex Tillerson, Rexy Rex, Exy Rex, Rexy Exxon, Rexon Tillerson? So Rex
0: <laughs> Rex Tillerson, also known as Sexy Rex, was the CEO of... <laughs> also
1: known as Sec of State, also known as Sex... <laughs> sex,
0: sex symbol of state, uh, was the CEO of Exxon and and also the Secretary of State, but resigned. Actually, he was fire red. He was fire red. He was fire red. Yeah. I, why are you saying it like that? I don't. I don't know. We dropped the accents.
1: <laughs> we I did know. the whole
0: episode in a Russian accent, and just for you, we sat down, and though we had so much fun, we decided to re-record the whole thing without the accent.
1: So before, so I Rex forget, Tillerson, sexy Rexy, <laughs> Rex. Um yeah, no, I was just saying that it's similar to when he was bragging about how the sanctions on North Korea were causing people to starve to the point that people were going out in these rinky dinky, schminky tinky, kaplinky fishing boats and like drowning, and he was kind of heralding
0: this as a Kaplinky. <laughs> also
1: known as Kaplinky.
0: In fishing I was with you until Kaplinky. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: thinking of spelunking. <laughs>
0: I it's love not just, spelunking. Oh,
1: nothing spelunking? Not relaxes.
0: Me, nothing relaxes me more than being stuck between two rocks <laughs> and feeling like I've gained weight in some strange places. Is that what spelunking is? Yes, you like have to slither down into a cave. It's not like well, I, Oh, well, like, I think it was. There are no rocks. like three-bedroom caves out there that you like. <laughs> Go down into You have to like slither through It's all about like getting your body Through these nooks and crannies And and stuff like that And that's how people get stuck in caves
1: Alright Urban Dictionary Spelunking The act of exploring for the missing condom After deep penetration
0: (laughs) Well You heard it here
1: (laughs) Definition 5 The act of engaging in sexual relations With a woman who has a large dark, and cavernous vagina.
0: Mm.
1: This act of extreme desperation and bravery is usually reserved for men who have gone gone more than three weeks without getting laid and who are willing to submerge themselves without safety equipment or flashlights, yeah. without preparation. And they never into... come
0: back. I have three men in my vag right now.
1: <laughs> anyway, so Rex Tillerson, before I fucking lose this thread, uh, was basically celebrating that people were starving. And he did this out loud at a panel.
0: They have had over 100 North Korean fishing boats that have drifted into Japanese waters. Two-thirds of the people on those boats have died. So we're getting a lot of evidence that these sanctions are really starting to hurt. Uh, keep that shit Yeah, but that's like a common thing. People like to brag about the sanctions working. Like, it- Didn't Madeline Albright say that you know, we killed so many children after the Iraq and that War. That it was worth it, yeah. Yeah. She did. So we put crushing sanctions on Saddam Hussein's Iraq after the first Gulf War, and it killed right. way more people than the Gulf War did. You know, hundreds of thousands of children died. Right, and I
1: think it was and half she a was million. She was asked that. by like sixty minutes or
0: uh, one. Now the- roll the clip. <laughs> <laughs> we have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died in in Hiroshima. You know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think
1: the price is worth it.
0: Yeah, dying children, that's a story of success. (laughs) Yeah. I'm Madeline Albright, Uh, bitch. bitch.
1: (laughs) And that's that's why I hate that shit when people are like, you gotta support women no matter what. It's like, some women mm. could use a guillotine.
0: And,
1: uh, like, Clinton, oh, get out of here. And that's why... She, and Clinton is like, ooh, a guillotine for me, an accessory. <laughs>
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, she's never
1: seen one before. was it Madeline Albright... Do you have the new Sephora guillotine? <laughs> uh, bitch, Madeline Albright wears Armani guillotines. Sephora's for us peasants. <laughs> but Madeline Albright was like, uh, in the lead up... I don't know if this was after the primary or what maybe if it was during the primary that might be even more damning but she was like there's a special place in hell for women that don't support other women hillary clinton will always be there for you and just remember there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other Speaking of Hillary Clinton, our Lord and Savior, of course, who's never who's never been a war hawk in her life. Yeah, she definitely wasn't
0: Secretary of State. She was leaning in, man. She was like, <laughs> we came, we saw, he died. We <laughs> saw, oh, he died. He died. <laughs>
1: in her defense, she didn't know the camera was rolling then. And anything that she says doesn't come close to what she's done. But um, I think it's very telling that Madeleine Albright came out and said there's a special place in hell because... If you look at Hillary Clinton's, like, track record and, like, the policy she stood for over her career, it it doesn't look good, right? If you're coming from a leftist perspective, she is absolutely the worst. So they had to resort to literally threatening hell (laughs) to get people to support her. They couldn't be like, oh, hey, look at this policy she's going to bring you, like, oh, she's going to raise your wages, she's going to stand up to Wall Street, she's going to end the wars like, they couldn't offer anything concrete, so they had to be like, oh, you're going to go to hell if you don't. I think it's so emblematic of the Democrats' platform right now. It's like, all they can do is be like, we're not Trump. And it's <laughs> I like, we were a
0: secular party. <laughs> Madeleine Albright just put a spell on us. <laughs> she really paved the way um because you know
1: she was the first female secretary of state um and yeah whatever she was like involved in these like iraq sanctions and like the genocide in rwanda Mm -hmm. but
0: she was a female okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly so speaking of rwanda central africa oh did i ever tell you about this guy i knew or this guy i dated he worked in central africa um, on the diamond trade and how to make the diamond trade a little bit more fair. And he went to like the Central African Republic, he went to the DRC. And what he discovered through his research was that diamond miners were really getting the short end of the stick. You know, mm. they, a lot of middlemen um, make most of the money when it comes to diamonds. And yeah, there's like a peace pro or a way to get less. Blood di- Less bloody diamonds, I guess you can call it. The Kimberly mm-hmm. process, which is just a stamp. Like less of the blood diamonds or yeah. diamonds that are less It's bloody. like medium blood. So you have like this uh, process called the Kimberly process where it goes through a certain amount of checks, but... Um, this process has been corrupted, too. So what they're trying to do is, like, get on the grassroots level, talk to the miners, mm-hmm. and tell them to instead farm fish because that would be more lucrative. So take where you're – usually they were mining diamonds in, like, these ponds. Mm-hmm. And if you just uh, take those areas – Use the same nets. UV. Use the- <laughs> And just start to farm fish. And that's why I think if you're going to propose to a woman, it should be a trout. Um, I feel like it would almost be negligent of
1: me to not mention this. The Rwandan genocide, we kind of went on a tangent here. Like, it really wasn't an organic situation. It definitely served a
0: Western agenda. Um, And part of it was that connection to the DRC, like meddling in the the politics of the DRC putting a uh, very violent ruler in backing Mobudo Sese Seko mm. after Patrice Lumumba that led to this spillover conf- conflict in Rwanda was very tied to what was happening in right, the DRC. Right, right,
1: and it's, like, all about, like colonialism this bloodshed like made France look bad and that directly had an effect on our on Washington on the U.S.'s ability to get their foot
0: in the continent in the continent or on the continent is the question <laughs> you put your foot in my continent
1: <laughs> maybe you could go spelunking and put your foot in my continent and but yeah so of course we've been the obsessed. U.S. saw France as something in their way whatever we'll do we'll do we'll do the Rwanda genocide episode. Right now we're going to talk about
0: the DRC. The Democratic Republic of the Congo. The Republic of the Congo is a totally different country. We're not going to be talking about it.
1: Sorry. So if you tuned in for the Republic of the Congo, get out. Yeah. I'm sorry that it took us this many minutes to tell you that you're in the wrong theater.
0: Oh, and by the way, welcome to Boys Go to Baghdad. I'm Naomi Caravani, And I'm
1: Michelle Greenstein. All no. right. Talk Congo to me. So you've been looking into this over the past few days. What did you find? I don't know a lot about this topic, and I'm excited to learn. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> relax <laughs> all right okay first before we talk about the congo we need to t- take a little trip over to gabon before we talk about the congo which is uh right north of the democratic republic of the congo over the republic of the congo if in west in western central africa the us just sent 80 troops 80 combat ready troops to Gabon. And of course, you know that we have a presence in Africa. It's, it shouldn't totally come as a shock. The reason those troops were sent to Libreville, the capital of Gabon, was to watch what's happening in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where there's an election right now. After the troops arrived, they were specifically there. It was called a potential rescue mission for mm. American personnel and assets if the results of the election in the DRC. Um, If after those results are released, violence breaks out, we can evacuate all our people. And that's why the troops were there in Gabon. The night after U.S. troops arrived, Gabon straight up had a coup. Wow. They had a coup. Wow. (laughs) And the U.S. troops were, it wasn't really certain if there was a connection between Mm. the U.S. troops arriving and the coup. It's, it wasn't really a coup. These soldiers took over the radio station, mm-hmm. the, like, national radio broadcast station mm-hmm. for Gabon, mm-hmm. and um, as you can imagine, we're friends with the president, so what could it mean if, if these soldiers try to stage a coup? And the president is actually not there. If Bomb- friends with the
1: president, we're, what does that mean? Like, we're-
0: he's, he's a... He's a close ally of ours. Got it. We do, you know, joint special ops Busyness. training with him. Yeah, we have uh, what's called a um, CSL cooperative security location in Gabon. Mm, lots and of
1: cooperative security locations in Africa,
0: not yeah, military yeah. bases. Security yeah, locations. this is how the U.S. talks about their presence right. in Africa. We say, okay, we have one base in Djibouti, right. and everything else is not really our base. It's a, co- a cooperative security location, which means that there are How other- we could
1: be against that? You, are We're, you anti-security? Are you oh, anti-cooperation? You, you hate cooperation.
0: Genius. Really? So we have a, a, that CSL in, uh, in Gabon, not in DRC, because relations are strained between the U.S. and the DRC. That's why we have troops there waiting. Mm. And uh, so these Gabonese soldiers take over the radio station as the president is gone. Mm, And this is what they say.
1: The message to the head of state, Ali Bongo Ondimba, is that the debate on his health has reinforced doubts about the president's ability to handle the heavy burden of the responsibilities of his
0: office. The
1: homeland has given us everything and made us the people we are. We cannot abandon it. So the patriotic movement of youth of the defence and security forces, in order to preserve the integrity of the country, has decided to take responsibility to stop the ongoing moves to seize power by those who, on the night of the disputed election in 2016, killed our young compatriots with the support of illegal and illegitimate institutions.
0: (laughs) So there were protests in 2016 against the current leader, Ali Bongo, who's, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, that's what they're talking about. And they, so the soldiers also said like citizens take up arms against our, um, president Ali Bongo, who isn't even there. He's in Morocco. He's been like out sick. From being the president, of course, mm-hmm. I didn't know you could take PTO <laughs> when you're president, but he, you can. Yeah, and um, and he gave this January first address, and he seemed weak. Mm. You know, he seemed like he was still sick, and part of it. And there's always been like a opposition to Ali Bongo, and uh, citizens have been have been asking for elections for Mm. a while and fair elections. And they had an election in 2016 and Ali Bongo kind of rigged the election, of course. (laughs) And there were protests in Libreville and activists burned down the parliament there.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. What a women's march that was. (laughs) So they set the parliament on fire. So there's a lot of, um, antipathy towards Ali Bongo in Gabon, so it's not surprising that they would have a coup. But the timing mm. is very odd, considering that U.S. troops are there, mm. and where the U.S. troops, um, the Pentagon made a statement shortly after the coup and said, "Our mission is to protect American interests and personnel in the Always. DRC, mm-hmm. in in the De- well, yeah." But the mission, the specific mission of these troops was to watch what's happening in the DRC, the results of the election. Mm. If violence breaks out, we evacuate American personnel. Mm. But now there's this strange coup happening at the same time. Or not really a coup, but more like a call to coup. It was more just like a radio broadcast. Those guys who, who gave it are now in jail. and So,
1: right. So wasn't the coup unsuccessful?
0: Yeah, so the yeah it was just like five guys really who took they they like took journalists hostage mm-hmm. they um and they just did broadcasted that uh, citizens should take up arms and and fight against Ali Bongo mm-hmm. and right
1: right right they wanted to restore democracy and then isn't it true that these attempted coups have like kind of been sprinkled through the country's history?
0: Gabon does have. Unsuccessful coups and successful coups that, you know, usually are U.S.-backed. It's funny mm. how those coups work out, but the other ones don't. Mm. Um, so could it be that U.S. troops are there to protect Ali Bongo and ostensibly we're there for the DRC? Or maybe we mm-hmm. have these two goals in mind? Or right. what? maybe the U.S. Uh, soldiers are there to help the coup in some way, but I kind of doubt that uh, the coup... Maybe they were like, "Yeah, guys, rise up. We'll mm. we'll get your back." And then it's only three guys in a radio station, we yeah, who get caught later. Which is which is not unlike the not bizarre for the CIA to do. But yeah, we really don't know what the connection between the Gabonese coup and the or Gabonese coup mm. and the uh, and the U.S. troops. We d- we don't know that if there is a correlation at all.
1: So it looks like. The only Pentagon personnel that were deployed are just like 80 dudes. Yeah, but combat
0: ready. Uh Uh-huh. And in the announcement, the Pentagon said when they were sending the troops over that they may uh, send more troops. So they're getting serious about the DRC. I think part of it may be to threaten Kabila, Kabila, Joseph Kabila, who's in power. Now, Kabila has been in power... Uh, Since 2001 Mm. And he's been saying uh, You know the international community Has been putting pressure on him to have elections And he's like yeah yeah sure sure I will I will And more and more pressure is being put on him And then in 2016 he's like He announces finally I'll have elections But I'll agree to have elections But we can't really afford them So he Mm. delayed them for another two years Then the Congolese people Vote in the beginning of december there's some violence that breaks out out um kabila says that some parts of the country can't vote because there's an ebola outbreak and he's just like so a mil- he excluded a million people from the election mysteriously ate like thousands of machines voting mm. machines like set on fire um, so there's been a lot wow, of foul play. Fire
1: parliament, fire machines. Yeah,
0: they know what to do with that fire there.
1: The country is, like, pretty important geopolitically um, because, it's funny, we mentioned fishing before, like, because of its fisheries, and then also, of course, because it's in the Gulf of Guinea,
0: or it's off the Gulf, it's in, it's around. But most most of all, cobalt, coltan. mm those things that go in your cell phone right. that go into, uh, you know, a lot of uh, electric car batteries, right. our cell phone batteries, all those precious items are in the we DRC. We would not be
1: occupying Africa if it weren't for these beautiful, beautiful minerals.
0: Exactly. And part of ah, the we problem... we probably would find
1: another reason.
0: Yeah. And Kabila, the reason why, yes, Kabila is, uh, Kabila is authoritarian, mm-hmm. Kabila is corrupt... He, uh, him and his family own most of the country in some ways, and they control a lot of the mineral est- extraction. However, Kabila has of recent been making deals with China in Mm. the billions. And so that's why the U.S. and the international community has been putting pressure on him. They're like, oh, human rights abuser. Mm. (laughs) You know, it's time for you to have elections. But in fact, it was really because of those uh, deals that he made with China. Right. Well, that's because we're not part of our
1: entire occupation of africa is that like economically we really can't compete with china all of these countries so weird that they're choosing to trade with china and not us (laughs) not like we have a history of being of assassinating your president like literally murdering you doing everything from rigging elections intimidation to outright death squads and, you know, we have this terrible, terrible history so of in- intervention. So it's so weird that they're choosing to trade with China it's instead very of us. It's bizarre.
0: Yeah. It's a weird
1: aspect of the African culture to not be. want to be murdered and <laughs> occupied. A big part of it is that we do have this history of destabilization and being a bad partner. <laughs> Yeah, um, they all they have to do is like look over at Latin America and they're just like, no, thank you, I just not not for me, no, thank yeah. you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean it, it's amazing that they do have a choice because right. before they really didn't. Even though you might say that during the Cold War, the Soviets were reaching to African countries like the like Angola and the DRC, but nothing really. Right. It was not on par with what the West was doing right. it, at all. So many people are excited about this election in the D.C. and pfft, in D.C. <laughs> so, if we had this fair of an election in D.C. with <laughs> the uh, with the voting machine setting on fire, we'd be thrilled too. But a lot of Congolese people are excited that this was a somewhat democratic election, like they did get to vote. Because they haven't really done that since 1960 Mm. when they voted in Patrice Lumumba, who Mm. only lasted several months before the CIA backed uh, ops or CIA backed rebels um, overthrew him and assassinated him, kidnapped him, shoved him into an oil barrel, made him... Eat his own speech. Mobutu watched as his troops manhandled Lumumba. Lumumba was removed to an army prison outside the capital. But he wasn't even that radical of a communist, or he wasn't a communist at all. He had some. He was like more of a democratic socialist, and he just didn't intend. There was no. Way that he would have cooperated on the level that the CIA would have us believe right, right. with the Soviets, there was no way that that was going to happen, and we know that now. But the CIA had several different plans to assassinate him, right. just like Castro. Multiple they like plots. were like, maybe yeah. we poison his toothpaste. Um, you know, there were other ideas to, so of course, like. Get Congolese people to do it, and right. in, in particular Mobutu. Who they came just didn't ba- want it to be him. traced back to the United States government. Yeah, exactly. So we. Covert operation, my friend. <laughs> Weird. Is that what the CIA does? <laughs> when you start brushing your teeth and fall faint, <laughs> you know it's the CIA.
1: I think right now it would be wise to take a pause and talk about the CIA's MO, right? Like CIA operations, um, firstly the CIA does not act on behalf as much as they would like us to believe that they do, they don't act on behalf of like you and me. like assassinating this foreign leader is not like helping me right like this is not Mm -hmm. for the american citizens maybe i (laughs) didn't like him but basically when american business interests are threatened like american business interests and by that i mean the powerful ass ones that can afford to fucking capture the cia are threatened by the leader of another country whether they're democratically elected or not the CIA will jump in and undermine and then ultimately overthrow the democratically elected leader or just like the popular leader or whatever at the behest of these American business interests. And of course, like this involves like mobilizing the opposition, like they don't just come in and shoot everyone, even though the Marines sometimes do come in in the end, but they mobilize the opposition by any means necessary. So like, like we said, like rigging elections, like buying the candidates off, um, They'll infiltrate the media. They'll, like, use blackmail, intimidation. And then, of course, we have the drastic ones like torture, kidnapping, assassinations, death squads, you know. And these tactics, like, usually result in, like, a, a full-on military coup by the end.
0: Like course, Especially as it did in the Congo with exactly. uh, Mobutu Sese Seko, which is the CIA, which was the CIA's bitch.
1: Right. So we get our bitch in there. And then, of course, we need to train this new bitch's government to maintain power so that our business interests can operate... American businesses can operate unchecked, so the CIA comes in, trades the new bitch to like crack down on, a, on any domestic dissent or anything that threatens these American business interests, and that's why you see the CIA like you know training security forces and things like that. Of course, welcome
0: this- to CIA
1: school. This is your first day,
0: welcome, welcome. students. And
1: actually, the floor, the CIA school, this recipe that like we're talking about right now is literally taught. It's taught at the School of Americas. Welcome
0: class welcome. of new leaders and assassins. You did it.
1: Thank you so much for majoring in development at Harvard. (laughs) So now are we ready to kill some rice farmers? Great. Where is the School of Americas now? I know it started in Panama, but it might be in the U.S. now. School of Americas. Ah, it's now the Western Hemisphere Institute for Security Cooperation. (laughs) How could you be against Western Hemisphere security cooperation? I mean, really? It was in Georgia, and now it closed, dude. D-Z so D-Z I googled wonks. School of Americas, and Google says people also search for Death Squad. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> look at this. Like,
0: you. I feel you can just like. Believe me, okay. I feel like that's got to be your history. <laughs> I guess I am logged into Gmail. Yeah. Oh no, but it says people also search for. So like
1: it. It's like it. Gives me the results, and then on the side it says people also search for United States Army Death Squad, Fort Benning. Like,
0: wow, that's so funny.
1: So, isn't it true? Because I'm, I'm learning this story, as you, you're yeah. pretty well versed. But um, Ali Bongo won quite narrowly,
0: right? Yes, in 2016. So, did people contest that? Yes, so, okay. well, uh, the population didn't uh the international community did not mm. but yes the people did okay. i think that's what they meant by burning the parliament down i mean you can interpret it as you want right, no right, no no i understand
1: them. maybe it was a celebratory burning of the parliament don't tell them what
0: their burning means <laughs>
1: No, no, no. like I understand that the burning (laughs) was like uh, (laughs) against it, but were they saying that the election wasn't legit? They were saying
0: it was not legit. Okay, great. And there was a crackdown on protesters. And as the soldier was in Gabon was saying, the one, uh, the soldier who mutinied or started the coup, he said, "We're fighting for our brothers who died in 2016." So while this corrupt election was happening. In Gabon and the aftermath of it is going on in Gabon. we're playing electoral politics in the DRC. So mm-hmm. Kabila has quite a bit of power, and of course he has tension with the U.S. There's sanctions put on him, and there's sanctions put on his successor, who was also in the running, Emmanuel Ramazani Shadari. And so, uh so he can't do business in Western Europe or in mm-hmm. the U.S. And I'm sure you know assets where he's. But the person who won was Felix chisichetti, and he was he ran on anti-corruption he ran on raising the minimum wage and uh you know wealth for the country and he was seen as a longtime opposition candidate his uh his family was in exile um in in Belgium belgique <laughs> Belgium Belgium is the american <laughs> In in Belgium, uh, which of course was the prior colonial power over the DRC. Um, if you want to learn a lot about that, I definitely recommend the Ghost of King Leopold. Mm. Great book, mm. great book. Mm. So Felix, great guy
1: <laughs> where was it? Felix, I'm joking. Continue. Great guy! <laughs> I can't He's go lawyer. on the record <laughs> endorsing like one of the worst uh, genocidal yeah. maniacs. In and history. he definitely,
0: yeah, the Belgians did a number on the Congo. Uh, they uh, they were most known for their chopping of hands. We don't know what number they did because our fingers are gone. Uh, I see. So, so now we work with calculators in the DRC. <laughs> no, people have hands now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and so he was he was the opposition leader and it was considered like an amazing <laughs> win that he won and everybody. It was kind of like a surprise win. But then there's suspicion that there were backdoor deals between Kabila, the Joseph Kabila, the ruler right now, and Chisichetti, and maybe the reason why he picked him was because he was politically weak and then the other opposition figure in the running is martin Fayulu, which has the support of dun 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 the us and western europe and he was an oil executive he kind of came out of nowhere he wasn't in um congolese politics at all Mm. he was just like kind of propelled into yeah pushed into the running by france by the us and when the results were announced of course, he contested the election, and he said it was an electoral coup, right? And now, of course, there was f- fraud in the election, and now it's coming out. There is an investigation into the election, and yeah, who knows who's what will happen. That uh, well, the Catholic Church is part of it. Oh! The Catholic, but on the other hand, the Catholic Church in the Congo, when the results were announced, they said that there were a little, there were a few threats that the Catholic Church put out. Because they were monitoring the election. And then when the results were announced, they said, you know, that doesn't really match our numbers, but we're not going to talk about it because we, we are they were more concerned with keeping the peace in the Congo. Mm. So um, really, it's outside powers that are calling on Kabila to launch an investigation into the election. So France is saying that these elections were illegitimate mm. and uh, and the U.S., of course. Most Congolese people are worried about violence and Kabila has control over the military. Right. Over the military. And that's why we're like <laughs> over the oh, military responding
1: to these violent protests.
0: What yeah, we're responding to the violent protests. We're, you know, concerned for the people there, but really in fact, we just want our guy in there. It's possible, yeah, maybe Um, we wanted to shake up Ali Bongo a little bit and be like, if you don't have us, then you have
1: nobody. Or maybe we kind of expected the coup to work, and then it didn't, so we had to reassess.
0: There's nothing in terms of the relationship with Ali Bongo. We're definitely more interested in having him in power because we have... Um, that cooperative security location there, like we don't want to jeopardize. Right,
1: but that may continue if power changes. So it's possible that Ali Bongo is doing something internally that is threatening American business interests. Is it not? I
0: mean, <laughs> is your phone a Huawei? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ali Bongo. Oh, my God. <laughs> he suddenly sends a text that turns up <laughs> green security, yeah. on the iPhones of the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> We're like texting back and forth about the cooperative security location. shows up green. So that's the deal mm-hmm. in the DRC. I um, Everything else is up to speculation now. Um, what will happen? I think that Kabila has too strong of a hold over mm-hmm. the country, and... There will be no peaceful transition to, you know, to another power unless Mm -hmm. there's power sharing between opposition and Kabila, which could, you know, which could be a good option for the Congolese people to avoid violence Mm -hmm. and then have a bigger say in their government. Right.
1: But we also want more military bases. So that could be playing a role as well. Like. Of course, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. It's possible that Africom just wants a full-on military base.
0: Or yeah, or the wire. It, it's like basically Cold War games with Beijing now.
1: Yeah, it's
0: just like they' It's not even military interest, you know, because the Chinese aren't putting troops in the ground. Right. They. It's just business deals that are going right, on. Right.
1: Right. Right. So and there's, there's the, there's, yeah, but the the thing is, is like, we know that our foreign policy is not dictated by, like, military strategy or whatever the fuck, like, it's 100%, like you said, like, short-term profit, so a new military base means more fucking short-term money for, you know, the weapons contractors that do control large swaths of the U.S. government, yeah. um, which is why I don't think it's out of the question to say that we may be vying... For another Afrikan base,
0: I, I think it's it more has to do with the cobalt and the coltan and the minerals and having yeah, of and because because um, Kabila is planning on jacking up the taxes on those things, on the royalties on, on those things, and we're just not willing to pay it. Mm. This mm. is a hundred percent business interests, right? And the Congolese people are caught in between.
1: Right, and I think we'd be remiss to not mention that, like, the initial um, invasion of the DRC, like, through proxies like Rwanda, like we kind of touched on, and Mm -hmm. Uganda, um, and the goal has always been to, like, plunder the resources, Mm -hmm.
0: um, but to not let it lead back to us in any way possible. So, the U.S. troops are still there. We don't know what they're going to be doing. Um, Now, as uh, as the election results have already been announced, though they've been delayed forever, now there's contesting of the election that's going on. And perhaps an investigation into whether or not fraud was committed. And uh, Kabila will lead the investigation because who better to lead the investigation than who did the fraud? I know yes. where I put all the fraud. So, um, My fraud and of is course, here, I promise. So, we're going to go through a number of these things of putting pressure on Kabila to like be like, all right, so how did the votes really go? Wink, wink, and see if he gives up his power to the West. And inevitably, it'll be a violent outcome. Like mm. the reason the troops are there is because we know violence is. That's the only way we're going to shake him out is of the power. answer. Yeah, that's a. I mean, maybe we could do it through the threat of violence.
1: Right, right, intimidation, blackmail, etc.
0: But that that hasn't worked. We mm. we tried sanctions. So, we've already tried so many things with the Kabila government that now it looks like we're we're down to our last plan, our last plot.
1: And it's sad because the country is
0: it's the like poorest poorer, in the world,
1: but That was a manufactured pornist.
0: Congo is one of the most mineral-rich countries in the world. It's got gold, diamonds, copper, uranium, cobalt and coltan. There's estimated to be more than $24 trillion worth of mineral wealth under Congo soil. It's the greatest single example in history of how predatory elites rip off millions of people and get away with it.
1: We really made the DRC the second poorest country in the world. Niger is the first. Yeah. But in terms of mineral wealth, the DRC should be the richest country in the world. And it's because it was plundered by us that it's become like such a ravaged oh, yeah. country. And it's, it's very it's unusual all... to have...
0: There There were no peaceful transitions of power mm-hmm. in, in the DRC. Only when Patrice Lumumba, the guy we assassinated, came into power, was there an actual election that wasn't violent. Even this one has turned violent already. Last year, we worked with the Gabonese military in mm. uh, to transition our cooperative security location to a forward operating security location, which means it could be a launching pad for combat troops. Oh, so what so happened? Last Why didn't year... that go ahead? No, it is now. Oh. So it's, it's no longer a CSL, it's forward operating nice. security location. Wow, so clearly what, that so there it, were some kinds of preparations made mm, for this, mm. dude. I'm like
1: looking around this room, like we've got these microphones. Uh, there, you have a laptop in front of you. I have a phone in front of me. Like all of these things, like probably have Congolese pain in them. Like all of that mineral wealth has really been extracted. I know it's like weird to think about, but like, and that's why even we like my ring, like the yeah. silver
0: ring or whatever the fuck, like. Silver, not probably probably from South America.
1: If I had a gold ring right now, yeah. it would be. <laughs> yeah, this is probably uh, not even real silver. Who knows what it is? Anyway, your um, finger is green underneath <laughs> that ring, so can tell us. I
0: hate that shit.
1: Yeah, I don't wear those rings anymore. But I all throughout high school, my fingers were. I green. I don't wear any
0: rings, <clears throat> so if anybody wants to fix that, <laughs> oh
1: my God. Jesus Christ!
0: You can send your. Uh, proposals yes. to marry me at boysgo to Baghdad at gmail.com what what is Sorry that, that noise?
1: the u.s has financed and given overall direction to the worst genocide since world war ii says glenn ford editor of the black agenda report the leading website on u.s policy towards africa since 96 washington has drenched congo's eastern provinces in the blood of over six million people hashtag holocaust The governments of Rwanda and Uganda, the direct perpetrators of this Holocaust—oh, there he goes. He said it. I didn't have to do that—are, in every sense of the word, agents of U.S. foreign policy who operate with impunity under the imperial umbrella— for 18 years, Uganda and Rwanda have done the bidding of their paymasters and arms suppliers, the American and British governments. If the Nuremberg rules of international justice were enforced today, the highest officials in Washington and London would face death by hanging for their monstrous crimes. And only later would the African leaders take their walk with the executioner. But basically, yes, it's very mineral rich. It's uh, close to the Central African Republic, which is where Russia has a, like, UN-approved intervention going on there. So, like, Russia's basically trying to, like, quote-unquote, like, balance out, like, the strategic influences in Africa. They weirdly yeah. think that we have too much of a presence, and so, like, they, uh no, like, they, They're the...
0: also competing in Africa, we could say. Right, of course. So what do you think the U.S. troops are there for?
1: It kind of stinks of like a cover-up to me.
0: I feel like we need your expert opinion only in a Russian accent, please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, because I am expert in this topic, being that I did just listen to you talk about this. (laughs) This was my education. I believe, I believe, this is so fun- Except if you're Russian, in which case this is very offensive. I believe I believe that this is kind of a cover-up. I think that...
0: Cover-up. Washi- she said cover-up.
1: Cover-up. <laughs> cover-up. That Washington would like to see new regime. Because for one reason or another, we're not getting what we want. So and- what are troops covering up? troops to make look like oh yes we we very worried about the violence oh yes we you know we want to make sure the election happen we we against the
0: protest <laughs> no they didn't say they were against the protests they... no but
1: we against the violent protest
0: <laughs> no. no they say ostensibly that they they're not interested in the election itself but only to protect Americans
1: oh well if they say that then it must be okay I'm
0: I'm sure they
1: would (laughs) government would never lie to me (laughs) they never do this not once what what is that saying you fool me 18 times (laughs) you fool me 18 times probably time 19 will be different (laughs) it's Russian saying you don't know this (laughs)
0: <laughs> Why is everything so funny In a Russian accent
1: <laughs> Also I do not even know this Russian accent
0: I don't think it is either The
1: funny thing is I did I It's like up,
0: a Bulgarian Fucked a Japanese I person. went to Russian
1: ballet school To Russian ballet school <laughs> Then <to laughs> <Russian laughs> I was very little And I was only girl
0: no, the, no, no, this sounds like a story we should hear. So you went to Russian ballet school. Oh, you couldn't hear me before. <laughs> so the KGB school for I ballet. I went to a
1: Russian ballet school in Brighton Beach, and I was the only student in the class that didn't speak Russian. So the class was conducted in Russian, and so I picked some up, of course. Basically what I'm saying is there's no excuse for this horrible Russian accent. I should have it down. So you think it's a cover-up? I think that for whatever reason, we want Ali Bongo out. Um, it wouldn't be unlike Washington to install someone. Which, and then
0: we don't like And him. then
1: at, once they start not being what we want them to be, turn on them. Like, we don't have any loyalty. Like, if you're not letting our business interests operate unchecked, Thank you. it's over for you. Like, sorry, like, I'm going to burn all my
0: photos of you. I'm going to delete Panama. all my
1: pictures of Ali right, Bongo on it Instagram. In that did happen in Panama. Bing, bing, bing,
0: foreign Um, policy connection. Unfortunately, like, that's not even
1: a crazy connection because that happened fucking all over Latin America. Like, But, yeah, after the Spanish-American War, we wanted to control a canal in that area. We realized that we needed that strategically. And then Colombia failed to ratify a treaty that would let us, Washington, lease that land. So we, like, encouraged a Panamanian separatist movement and, like, funded the opposition there. And then, so, when there finally was separation from Colombia in 1903, Panama became independent. Um, The U.S. was, coincidentally, granted the right to control, to create, to construct, and then control the Panama Panama Canal forever. Mm -hmm. And in 81...
0: Yeah, 81, under Reagan, yeah.
1: Right, right, in 81, that's when we assassinated uh, Torios. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's, it's the same CIA MO, right? Like, as soon as...
0: But he uh, was our guy, but then he started to go behind our back and talk to Castro. Exactly, it doesn't
1: matter if he's our guy. Like, as soon as it's over, it's over with us. Like, we do not text our ex in washington mm. like yeah. we don't care i don't care how long that, we were together yeah. i don't care how long you were on the cia payroll like what is you know? over it's <laughs> over thank you, thank you. yeah so torios was like expanding public education and social security services like all this shit that's just like excuse me no thank you but most importantly he was giving control of the panama canal back to
0: panama I don't know why he didn't want
1: the U.S. It it was just this weird
0: thing. Weird thing Um, he did, yeah, but that war was, like, that was the first time we did um, a not-covert mission. But
1: before we invaded, so we invaded in 89, before we invaded, we tried, like, everything else.
0: Yeah. Um, Sanctions.
1: Right. And this is
0: when, like, so... Assassinating him, you know, trying to get military personnel on our side mm-hmm. to assassinate him.
1: Right, exactly. So like before the full-scale invasion, we already tried economic sanctions and like the military cool and like all that. So this was when uh 227,000 uh US soldiers like straight up invaded. The code name was Operation Just Cause. Yeah. Good for honestly good for George H.W. gets a lot of 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 a bad rap, but but good for him.
0: Yeah. How he was you... under Reagan organizing this as the head of the cia i
1: believe at this point he was president already he had graduated um oh yeah
0: yeah. no
1: you're right so so
0: the i'm sorry grenada was under reagan but you're not wrong because the
1: destabilization effort started under reagan yeah right Um, But then in 89, we went from Reagan to Bush. But of course, policy-wise,
0: nothing really changed. Well, yeah, because Bush was orchestrating a lot of it.
1: Exactly, as CIA. And let's not not even get into fucking him as CIA director. I can't even. After, so this is like about 10 years after Panama like regained control over the Panama Canal. Um, We definitely have to do an episode on Panama. We should. But just like quickly, we can talk about it. Like, of course, like kind of like what I touched on before, like the fear was that, oh, no, like now we're going to have this government that isn't caving to U.S. interests, like our is at stake. And that's always what it is. So, like, of course, the usual narrative w- was launched. And this was one of the first it was it was the the OG uh, saving people by killing them first narrative, which is like, oh, we got to save the
0: Panamanians from this cruel dictator yeah, Noriega, mass of like. amounts of civilian casualties. Right, right, that's right. what we mean by save.
1: You know, Noriega is this cruel dictator. We got to save people, but it's so weird. He wasn't <coughs> so cruel or dictatorial when he was on our payroll. Hmm. It's funny because, like, the Bush administration, of course, like, it's like. Oh, he's a drug trafficker. Um, but
0: yeah, he was trafficking drugs for the for CIA. us. And like
1: the fucking, exactly. And um, he was actually like praised by Washington for his efforts against drug trafficking. So it just shows that like everything's a fucking psyop. But yeah, up until like the year before we invaded, we were like praising this dude. And that's not to say, of course, that he wasn't involved in drug trafficking. The point is that like the CIA knew about this. He was doing this for us. And like we only started caring. We
0: gave him the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we have the
1: receipts. Yeah, like we and then like when it's convenient to call
0: him an enemy, of course, we call him an enemy. Back to the US troops in Gabon. I think that the coup is unrelated I think that Mm. maybe yeah it's definitely possible soldiers were thinking oh US soldiers are here they will help maybe Um, and it was just after that January January 1st address by Ali Bongo where they were just fed up and they thought this was a good time looks like the, Mm. the leaders on his way out Um, And then the U.S. troops are kind of confused in this, like, confusing position of thinking that they're in a safe home country with stable politics, but really they've maybe been on the side of the wrong guy. And so they're realizing that the hard way when, you know, things are going to be, you know, unstable in Libreville, where we have our, uh, where we have our quote unquote base. And it's just ironic that we're watching what's going on in the Congo so concerned about that because the country is out of our hands when another country could be slipping from our hands because of short-sighted policy that we've had in supporting Ali Bongo. Those are my thoughts on it. Uh, So we still have U.S. troops there. What they'll be doing, we don't know. I feel like this is a really curious thing that we have to watch because... It, it's rare. Sure, we have a presence in Africa, but it's rare that we announce that we're going. We have combat-ready troops in a combat site mm. watching for something to happen where we have a mm-hmm. lot of interest. So what's unfolding in the DRC is going to have a enormous impact on uh, you know, what those troops are going to end up doing and if violence will break out. Will we go to war in Central Africa? That just seems... Right. Like a mistake you heard it here that's my opinion <laughs> it's been such a pleasure thank you for listening for me it was eh. a <laughs> remember to breathe in through, through your nose, nose out, out through your, your mouth. mouth i thought that was oh, our okay. thing that's our thing